that the dramatic buildup is over, you are free to move to the music. You're free to dance. If you're in your car, move your butt back and forth, left and right, back and forth. Let everybody else know that you are listening to some really awesome podcast intro music. If you are walking, walk in a special dance way. Let everyone around you know that you're listening to the Soul's Journey radio show. Welcome to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. This is the last show, number 142. Episode 142. I'm so Uranian, when I hit episode 100, I couldn't believe that it had happened. As far as, uh, you know, my preference is not to be consistent, not to get anything numbered up that high, uh, except perhaps um, uh, charged crystals. We're over 100 with Tiger Iron right now, about 108. Um, So yeah, this is the last show. So uh, this is a little bit of a grab bag, some different things I'm going to talk about uh, on the show. Um, I want to start with some announcements. So this is the last show. So you can access the archive through tdjacobs.com right now uh, for a while, for a short while. It's uh, 15 bucks to get all 142 episodes, and that will go up, but I want to give you the opportunity, if you're just catching on to the show or you're coming in and you're saying, oh my god, I, it's episode 142, I just found you, how can I hear more since this is going away? Um, and the answer is go to tdjacobs.com and you'll see a radio show archive on the right-hand side of the page, and you are going to click on that, and then you can access that. Now, you can see the episode titles... And then there's also a linked PDF there with the explanations that you can read to see, well, do I want to see this? You know, and then after you subscribe, that PDF comes in handy because the title is maybe not enough information, but the descriptions really do. So I've I've cultivated that over the last couple of years, uh, building that up for you. So you can access that. Um, The other uh, announcement is that I'm moving over to a different format, actually no format, more Uranian, on SoundCloud.com. Go there, SoundCloud, it's like sound, cloud.com, and then look up Tom Jacobs Astrology. And uh, the reason for that, I'm going to talk about here in a minute, um, but you know, without having a particular format and without a particular structure, for me, it's fitting in with this Uranus uh, opposition. This is a midlife transit. And I'm 42, and uh, that's you know roughly midlife, and this is the stereotypical uh, uh, energy that comes around when people say midlife midlife crisis, and then some uh, astrologers I know have turned it around to be the midlife opportunity. Uh, people I hear people saying that, and you have to free yourself from something or everything, anything that doesn't work for you. And so this move, ending this show, is kind of like, kind of like getting an energetic haircut. I've invested all, I, I've invested time, energy, money, resources. I've groomed it. I've combed it. I've made it shiny. I've, you know, I've done this regular maintenance thing, you know, on this like metaphysical hair, so to speak, and. You know, like when you end a long relationship, this is more prevalent in women, but uh, when you end a long relationship and uh, you feel like the old has to go, 
and you may, you may get a haircut. You may get a, a drastic change or just cutting a bunch of length off and starting over. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. I've, I've seen, wow, I was not working with a haircut uh, metaphor, <laughs> um, but I've seen it grow out. Right, I've seen what I put into it manifest, and I've learned a ton. And now it's time to do something different. I have had the great fortune of reaching quite a lot of people through being here on CTR, and I appreciate the efforts, uh, primarily of uh, Cameron Steele and uh, his wife Lucia. They're the station owners, and also a Barb Perry, uh, who's been helpful on the production team, and then. Uh, my uh, program manager, I guess, is what her title is, and then uh, my producer, my producer, Kiera, my producer, um, Kiera Jordan, who uh, was with me for a couple of years, two and a half years ish, and uh, and was a lot, of, a lot of help. So I've, those are the four people I've interacted with at the station, and I, I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, learn what I've learned in this context. So um, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do for my last show, uh, the first thing was kind of honestly just between you and me, it was kind of um, I, I needed to vent some frustration about some of the things I'm going to describe I've learned <laughs> from doing the show. It's easy to see something that's challenging and say it's bad or it's not good or it isn't working for me. But in fact, all things that we're guided into all things that we find ourselves choosing to do serve our purpose in some way. This is a fact. There are no accidents. And so I go back to my original motivation for doing the show. It was because a podcast that I loved doing called Unraveling Karma, which is soon going to be released episode by episode on SoundCloud, and you can learn about how I think astrologically in a, a purer fashion than, than I've done on the show teaching you the karmic story and charts, how to do that and answer questions. Um, I love doing that, that, that show. And, and partway through the run, I think it was over two or three years. I think I ended up doing 27 episodes altogether. And the, the podcast feed uh, in iTunes stopped working correctly. And if you were subscribed already at this, as of this magical date, then you got new episodes when they came out. But you, nobody knew could subscribe to it, and nobody could search and happen upon it. And the link I put to it wouldn't work. But if you were subscribed, you could still do it. And this caused me quite a lot of anger because I was doing what I could to reach people. And um, after about a year and a half, I gave up of trying to fix it. And I'm not even going to go into what that means because it was ridiculous and infuriating. Um, but... After about a year and a half, I gave up, and I asked my guides toward the end of that, you know, what's going on? And they said, you got to get on radio. And I said, I don't want to go on radio. I want to do a podcast. Yes, I'm reaching people. Yes, I'm teaching. I don't want to do that. And I had to, and I should have known at that point, that this was all about one more module in a healing journey that I'm living, <laughs> which I'll say more about later here. Um because I had to confront this thing that was in my space, that was in my, my emotional field, my energetic field and consciousness, that I had my whole entire life been adamant about not being on the radio. When I was a little kid, my dad was on the radio. I didn't want to be like my dad. So consequently, 
parts of me that might be entertaining or that might come through as charming and have a performative um, aspect to them were hidden because I didn't want to be like my dad. And my dad was a very public figure where I grew up. It seemed as though everybody knew him. You would go to the store for a can of tomatoes with him and you would be there for 20, 25, 30 minutes talking to all these people who stopped him. He didn't know most of these people. They knew who he was. He was a public figure. And I didn't get the attention that I needed from him that I wanted, the quality of connection that I really needed. And I viewed that as this terrible irony that stabbed my little my my little Libran heart. You know, everybody loves him. Everybody know, thinks they know him. He's, you know, beloved, but like he's he's absent in my life. And that was so hard. So people would say from people um, at school, teachers and others, uh, usually adults, mostly adults, I guess only ever adults, kids don't do this. <laughs> um, people who would, you know, friends of the family, people I'd meet through him and elsewhere who'd, who'd know who I was. And they would say, don't you want to grow up to be just like your dad? With the implication being that, isn't he great? And I was like, I don't want to go on the radio. It was like this whole thing wrapped up in what I perceived to be his personality and how he lived his life. So I didn't want to do it. So guys were like, you got to get on the radio to reach more people. Isn't that what you want? That's what you've been telling us. And I was like, well, I prefer to do a podcast because... I prefer to do a podcast because um, it's a middle ground. I don't have to go on the radio, but I'm reaching people, and people can do this on iTunes, etc. And he said, it's not going to work. you got to do it. So I started looking around, and um, I had been a guest on numerous radio shows, actually, on different networks. And uh, uh, I remembered Deborah Clement had some nice things to say about Contact Talk Radio, so, um, so I actually reached out to uh, the owner, Cameron Steele, one of the owners, and uh, had a conversation starting in, I think, September, maybe late August of uh, 2012, just three years ago. And, um, yeah, and I went on the air October 4th, you know, got started uh, in short order. And um, it really did cause me to have to look at those issues about my dad and really get into healing that about my dad because putting a microphone in front of me and turning on a record, you know, record button or knowing that I'm doing a radio thing, you know, it's not like I am him, but it kind of feels like I'm him. I saw him in the studio. I went with him to work a few times. You know, I was aware of how he of how he did it, and I found these little behaviors, these little um, sometimes even turns of phrase, and and not more than that, more than turns of phrase, uh, timing, and ways of kind of reaching a point where you tell the punchline of something and make a joke, just like him. And it was hard. So we're almost three years of that, <laughs> that healing journey with that. So that's one area that I had to really heal, even to work on beginning healing it, even just to do the first episode in October of 2012. And then another layer is everything I did with the show, everything I tried to do with the show for my business, everything I intentionally did with the show, none of it worked. So the other level of learning here is about uh, my karmic journey to 
heal my relationship with 12th house things. So I have Pluto in the 12th, as if you've listened to this show before, you you know. Uh, I'm just going to give you my birth data in case you want to look the chart up. Um, it's available in uh, the Soul's Journey 3 uh, a case study, but I'll just I'll just get, and you should read that if you want to really understand how I'm wired. <laughs> um, it's 19 of my own past life stories. I don't think it'll make sense without reading the first volume, uh, Soul's Journey 1, and then of course the second volume in the middle there, uh, kind of bridges them together. But it's November 8th, 1972, at 4:16 a.m. in Dover, Ohio, in the U.S on the Earth in the Milky Way, orbiting Sol <laughs> in the Milky Way. Um, what I had to do was is learn that, my, well, my south node's in the 10th house. I think I'm running a business. This has been major, actually, this last week. And at first, it felt like a defeat to put this together in words. And then I've been really working on it and working on changing my perspective about it and uh, having some conversations with people that are helping me get aligned. Conversations not about this, just about other things that connect me to a higher truth, which is what I desperately need to, to stay sane about all this. Um, so my south one's in the 10th, which is tends to be very industrious. People can be very ambitious and know how to build things over time and know how to get the attention of a group and to take things on and, and you know, spearhead things or or uh, make things happen sometimes in the 10th house. A few weeks ago, I did a profile of, uh, I was going to say karmic Trump. Oh, that's good. Something in there is good. Um, of Donald Trump, a karmic profile. And he has that son on the north end of the 10th house. So he, he overdoes this idea of what it means to have an ego in the 10th. So he's a horrible um, cartoonish version of what of something that's in me that's very comfortable, which is, oh, you want to do that thing? Okay, here's how you do it. You make it happen, and you do it. This kind of like planning and execution thing, I, I actually have some karmic experience with in different ways. And so the show I've approached with the south and the 10th, and also I've approached it as a second house sun. I'm a Scorpio, as you'll see in my chart, and my sun's in the second house. These are both earth houses. And so the sun in the second says, um, I want control over my resources. I want control over my time. You know, I want um, I want to gather resources. My self-esteem can sometimes seem to rest on my resources and my relationship with them. And what I've learned through doing the show, uh, in in different ways, I want to say that um, you know, when I've offered offered a promotion on the show, almost nothing, no response has happened. If I've um, whoops, sorry, if I've uh, poking the microphone inadvertently. Um, oh, it's just like I'm a real person. I poke the microphone with my finger when I'm talking. Um, when I've given out the number for caller questions over the years, I've gotten very, very little response, learning that people just want to hear me lecture, which I don't want to lecture. I want to engage and create community, right? I think I'm in the 10th house, doing second house things to create a 10th house reality. That's how I've approached this whole thing. Um... And when I've made commercials, like in the last couple of months, there are no commercials. Basically, since I gave the station owner notice, maybe six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, there are no commercial breaks of my own advertising. Because when I make a commercial, and it's been true for three years, you know, the almost three years I've done this show, the thing stops selling. 
think about that. You live in the 10th house. You're building something. You have something to say, and you're broadcasting it. You're building it. You're trying to create community. You're working hard, right? Second house, you you are using your skills and talents. You are developing skills and talents and then using them, broadcasting them in a 10th house way. And when you put an ad for your own product or service, it stops selling almost entirely. So that's been a source of frustration. But again, I think I'm in the 10th house. As it turns out, this is about Venus in the 12th house. Venus and Pluto in the 12th house, and also Pallas Athene. Venus and Pallas are right above the Ascendant in the 12th, and Pluto's, you know, seven degrees up and uh, nine degrees uh, uh, deeper into the 12th. So it's it's only conjunct the Ascendant by extension with the conjunction to Venus and Pallas. And uh, Pluto's at three, Venus at 10, Pallas at 11, Ascendant at 12. So you can see they're, they're pretty close in there. But as it turns out, this is... A whole story about Venus in the 12th. It has nothing to do with running a business. I think everybody else on this network and other networks like it are running businesses. And uh, metaphysics, you know, uh, healing, new age stuff. You know, I mean, what do I do? I do mediumship, channeling, astrology, you know, karmic astrology, and I and I cut and polish and energetically charge crystals. Yeah, it's you know it it's a it ends up being a business. It is, and as I've approached it as a business, every time I've repeatedly found that's not working. So part of this Uranus opposition awakening that I've been having is in realizing about my relationship with being someone who has a business, like being someone who is running a business, who is his own business, so to speak. And I've had a begin to have an allergic reaction to advertising. The energy of buy this, do this, think this, consume this. Not, not all of it, but quite a lot of it having a problem with commercial expression of marketing. And I'm going around and around in this. You know, I'm Uranus in the first house natally. I need to be independent. But then if I'm too independent, I'm on my own. So I need to stay connected. How do you reach people? Marketing. How do you stay connected with people? You run an email list. You do Facebook. It's all marketing. And that's that's fine, but there's a way to do it that works for me that I haven't yet found <laughs> quite yet. Yet. So that's actually the primary reason that this show is ending, is because I've approached this as a commercial endeavor, and it's an energetic, vibrational, spiritual endeavor. Over the years, as I've observed the 3D response to the show not being what I wanted it to be, I mean, I'm not leaving because of this. I actually persevered and worked through a bunch of stuff about it. Some of you have dialogued with me about that over email, where I've said stuff on the show, you know, and you've written me and said, hey, no, we totally support you. But but this is a 12th house process. So I've endeavored to build my 10th house, and I get, uh, I keep getting uh, slipped into the 12th house. Now, the 12th house, you release things, and you let them go. And that's what's been happening here. The response in podcast subscriptions has been incredible. And I'll, I'll tell you, here we are at the last show. 
And I'll tell you that um, as of the end of July, it was 624,000 people, over a half a million people in two years and 10 months, clicked a button with the energy of, I want to be in this guy's world. 624,000 people. And by the end of uh, August of this year, you know, uh, by the, you know, after the show's done, it's probably going to be pushing 650, about 22, 24,000 people each month now subscribe to this podcast. So I think, how could I let that go? You're winning, like you're doing it. You're, you're, you're gathering the community. You're creating interest in these ways of being, these spiritual perspectives, astrology and channeling and mediumship and soul and meditation and crystals and grounding and healing. Ah, you're doing it. Changing minds about karma. Look at all the people who click a button who say, I want to know more about what this kid is up to. So that's gratifying. That's wonderful. And there, you know, there is the danger in the 10th house of getting too attached to that. But I kept thinking for almost three years that I could turn that into something in the 10th house, in the second house. So things are being broadcast. These ideas that I've shared with you and that are now available in the archive, these things get into your consciousness. They affect how you think. They may affect how you behave. They may affect how you treat yourself and thereby open up channels so that you can do what your soul came here to do. But in a 10th house, 2nd house way, I'm not seeing the results. I haven't seen the results. And when I've asked for support for the podcast, the response has been so small that it feels defeating. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say that because I, I can do it now without being frustrated and angry, which I have at times. Like this, you know, this show costs money and it's time and energy every month. Um, and yeah, I ended up stopping. I ceased asking for support for donations. So I gave up essentially because I got tired of hearing myself say it when the response was so abysmal. And I mean, like, maybe 15 people have supported the show in some way. You know, one woman gives five bucks every month. Like, bless you. Thank you. Like, that consistent investment that, that actually, you know, the brain might say that's not a lot of money, but it is. Because you're making that choice and you're letting that stand and you're doing it. And other people have sent, you know, varying amounts and... um and uh, yeah, and it's just been me pouring energy into this. And in the end, feeling that I've leaked energy. Again, that's a feeling that can come through the 12th house. Now, in reality, it may be true. It seems to be true. And people come out of the woodwork sometimes to email me this. Like random people from all over the world saying, hey, I've been listening for a year, two years, you know, a month. Or just heard the first episode. Thanks for what you're doing. You're helping me change my life. So that's the 12th house phenomenon where it somehow ripples out. It somehow seeps out and ripples out. But the person who's doing that energy generation, if stuff is not coming back in return, meaning he makes commercials and nothing sells, and then he asks for donations to support the show and nothing, you know, almost nothing comes in, it's like it leaves you feeling like you're leaking energy. And I worked on that, you know, since the first few months when I, you know, the show over two and a half years ago when I started asking for support on the show. 
But when it finally came, and I, and I looked at that as a learning lesson, Pluto, Venus, and the 12th, healing a sense of loss, healing the leaking of energy, healing a loss of money, or the empowered production of teaching an energy that is not met in 3D. But then to have, you know, I've caused myself to have faith that it is affecting people, so I've kept going. And now this is a 142nd episode, you know, of me digging deep to create something to help you make your life better. But in the end, after kind of knowing that I needed to work through that, in the end, it was the energy of advertising altogether that did it. And I, I'm tempted to think now, almost in ret- you know, it's almost retrospect, right? Uh, the, I mean, this recording, the last show now, about how because this is a commercial endeavor, of course it is. The people are running a business. Like, that's how it works. You know what I mean? Like, like they take in money for people who do the show pay money, and then those people take in money, and there are, there are ads on the show, and there's station identification, and that's how it works. There's nothing wrong with that. But as my Uranus opposition started to heat up, transiting Uranus, now in Aries, opposing my natal Uranus in Libra, I uh, started to have this visceral reaction to ads. Even sometimes the messages when you're on hold with a company or utility and they're trying to sell you something or make you feel good about being a part of their community. Trying to like make you feel good about having to deal with their marketing crap. And I started to have these reactions. Mars, Uranus, in the first natally, in the first house. Like, it's in Libra. I try to be nice, but the energy is setting me off. And so uh, I realized I was allergic. I realized I couldn't keep going into doing the show every week with a good intention because of all these energy leaks and all this, you know, maybe from the bird's eye view in the 12th house, you know, my soul is saying, um, oh, all that is, bless him, he's reaching people in that trickle-down, ripple-out effect way. But it's a 12th house, so he can't know anything about it. He can't see the results. You know, he thinks he's in the 10th house. He thinks he's running a business, right? He thinks he's in the 2nd house. He thinks, his, his, you know, you can turn a skill into money. He thinks that, but he's in the 12th house, and, and it's weird, and nobody understands it. And it's just about giving giving it away. That's what it, what it's ultimately about here. And being of service in a way that you can't be attached to that uh, to that service. That's the idea of the twelfth house. So ultimately, it was about the advertising energy. And uh, I actually the other day when I was uh, hopped up on this, I was all amped up. I recorded a rant <laughs> that turns out to be just exactly how long this show would be. And I almost, and I thought, well, I could just use that as a pre-record, right? No, no, for the very last show, like, no, I can't because um, I swear, I'm angry, I make fun of things. Like, no, I can't, <laughs> can't do that. But now I'm sitting here digesting what I was doing a few days ago. And I'm like, yeah, I can talk about this in a grounded way and just kind of explain what's going on. Because my, my relationship with marketing is that I don't want you to tell me extraneous things. It's a very second house, sun in the second house kind of perspective. Second house associated with the Taurus side of Venus. 
pick a position, stick to it, do it, no distractions. So it's good when I want to focus. Um, but if I call some store about a maintenance issue or return or tech help, and I'm listening to, you know, cheery, cheesy, there's only one letter different between each word. Uh, if I'm listening to, to this music that's interspersed with, did you know about the other things we offer? It just makes me mad. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. And I'm actually ceasing at this point, starting this week, to listen to a number of NPR podcasts I have really loved for years because they're inserting more and more and more breaks that say, hey, if you like this podcast, you'd probably like this other one. No, I wouldn't. Like, if I'm listening to Fresh Air with Terry Gross, I don't give a crap about hip-hop. You might like this show about hip-hop. No, I wouldn't. So my position is, and it may end up being not open-minded enough, I do have Saturn and Gemini, so give me a break. But my position is, if I want something, it'll find me synchronistically, or I will find it. More often, I will find it because I'm curious, or I may follow a breadcrumb trail synchronistically. But to be bombarded with messages all the time, which is what we are if we expose ourselves to media. Messages, and I just heard, oh, I just heard uh, an interview with uh, David Foster Wallace, an author whom some of you, I profiled him for a comic profile about those who commit suicide in The Soul's Journey 1. Um, and this was an interview from, that that was done, I think by Terry Gross on Fresh Air, I think, uh, in 1997 or something, you know, his Infinite Jest came out in '96. He's his big novel. He's sell, you know, his magnum opus, this tour de force. You know, he's the he's the uh, uh, you know most celebrated American writer for a period because of this book. And um, he says in this interview, you are going to find yourself like you're you're basically bombarded with these messages by people who don't love you. They want your money. So what I'm having an allergic reaction to with this Uranus opposition is the constant messages from people who don't love you who want your money. The energy of that is clear. I even think back to different times when I've done announcements on this show in 142 episodes. And when I have mentioned something, hey, if you're interested in this, check this out. And I realized that probably half the time, it's that energy not of, I love you, your health, happiness, sense of being fulfilled and learning about your soul's journey and purpose being here is important to me. But hey, um, I have 15 books. You should go buy them, read them. You know, And sometimes, it's, hey, to really understand how I do astrology, read these three books, right? Or to really get Lilith, read this book. But other times, it's, hey, don't forget, I have a class coming up, right? I'm trying to fill the class. Hey, a new crystal came out. I want to sell these crystals because I know they work, but I have to tell you that they work. Again, marketing. I know they're going to change your life, but I have to like do this whole, you know, it feels like uh, a song and dance, and that's one of the, th the reasons why I never wanted to go on radio, because my only exposure to it was commercial when I was a kid, of course. My dad was on a commercial station. And so when I would hear the intro for this show, not my music, but the that's, that's, that's a misspoken. Um, when I would hear the station ID, 
before my intro music came on, my skin would crawl. I would cringe because it's commercial. It's a commercial vibe. I don't want that. I want you, if you're going to talk, I want you to talk from your heart. If you're going to say something, I want you to say what you believe in. And I want you to stop saying anything in which you do not believe. This is my Uranus opposition. This is a part of it. Connecting with this with vibration within me that says, enough fakeitude. Stop it. My frustration with things external about fakeitude, which is what's going on. This is not about this show, this network. It's not about advertising. It's about me uncovering deeper layers of authenticity within me and being more of who I am and not acting like I live in the 10th house or the 2nd house or even the 12th house, but more because we're talking about the Uranus opposition to Uranus in the 1st house natally, me being 1st housey, which I have not really been a lot of the time. I'm like everybody else. I want security. I want safety. I want some kind of stability. I want to build something and then work it. You know, I want to build a system and then benefit from it. I want to build a build a story to teach you something and then have you learn it and then have you be able to dialogue with me so you can deepen your understanding. So there are tons of things on my website. There are books. There are MP3s. There are all kinds of things. Crystals. Ten different kinds of crystals for sale. Ten different energetic you know, realities you can bring into your life and alter something permanently. And my task is to step away from every bit of advertising energy that's there. This rant that I did the other day, I thought, well, I'll just put it up on SoundCloud as a manifesto. But I realized it's kind of not grounded because it was just really expressing some uh, some vim and vigor and vitriol and and uh, frustration. But... Um, you know, it is kind of a manifesto, right? It's uh, it's about this. It's about this. If you're going to talk to me, don't pretend anything. And if you're going to talk to somebody else, own who you are. Don't, don't pretend. No pretense. Don't try to, you know, silver tongue me into being interested in something. Present yourself as you are authentically. Be who you are. That's the point. Do what you need to do for yourself. Be who you are. Bring what you know is true. And we can talk. Otherwise, I don't care. And that's where I've been for months. Finally getting some articulation about six weeks ago when I put a notice about this show. Maybe four or five, six weeks ago. You may have heard me talk recently about my frustration with uh, uh, technical problems with the feed on this podcast, where for, I don't know, four, six, eight weeks, uh, you didn't get new episodes, though I was pouring energy, time, and money into them. 
and uh, the person who's in charge of the feed I haven't had him fix it and he fixed it but there was damage done that couldn't be traced unless I gathered together a bunch of iTunes listeners and they all said which they told me individually but it's not like I you know made a big deal about it to the person who did the podcast because it's synchronistic it's time for me to stop the show but when that happened I felt like you know the podcast feed before of Unraveling Karma broke and then I got forced into the show. It was my perception. Because I couldn't find the part of me that was grat- uh, grateful. That was gratitudinous. Or it was gratitude. I couldn't find that part. I just saw this is ruining my business. Because suddenly my business dropped off. And it is correlated to when the podcast feed was had a manual error in it. And you didn't get episodes for four, six, eight weeks. And uh, it's directly correlated to that when my business started to tank. And that's when I started to get really stressed about this and say, it's not just that I'm supposed to be learning something. This no longer works. Why doesn't it work? First, I hate the advertising. That was like the whole idea, the commercial approach to it, the fake performative voice kind of thing. It's like, no, it's, it's I'm done with that. But along the way, there was that stress about not reaching people. When I'm doing it in the first place to reach people, and to find out this 12th house thing. And that's when I you know, started to get that sense of I'm actually not in the 10th house. I'm not actually running a business. I'm actually on a healing journey and I'm allowed to have a stipend. Like I'm an intern. Like I'm a healing intern for my own healing. That's what I've really perceived. When I thought about that, I was actually really upset about it because I keep thinking that I'm accomplished in business in one way. I keep thinking that I can make something happen for me if I want to build something. And bring it to people. I want to create and broadcast something. I keep thinking that that matters. But it's my south node. And the Pluto healing is in the 12th house. Healing my relationship with life as a whole. So my challenge, and I'm doing it as we speak, is to rewrite the history of why all these things have happened. Why did unraveling karma become untenable? Like, why did that stop working? You know, why did this work? Why did, when I made a commercial here on this show, it's the thing stopped selling? Why did, you know, manual errors create a problem and, and cut me off from reaching you? Like, most people don't even know I did the Asteroid and Centaur class because they rely on me, this show to tell them what I'm doing, and they didn't get episodes for two months. Class that I promoted quite a lot on the show, but you didn't hear it unless you listened live or were lucky enough not to have your feed broken or some mysterious, you know, formula, you know, that if you actually heard those episodes, which most people didn't. And uh, still people signed up to subscribe to the podcast, you know, still 20, 22, 24,000 people each of those months but you weren't getting what I was producing, and I really just kind of lost my expletive. And my blood pressure actually shot up. (laughs) Because I was so angry. So now my job is to rewrite the history of why those things have happened. And to look at the big picture that when you need to do something, it comes up, and when it needs to go, it goes away. Just like relationships just like loved ones and pets and jobs and careers and opportunities. Things come when they need to, things go when they need to. Part of me is concerned about starting over. Will 
those 600 and at that point almost 50,000 people, will they follow me? Will they come over to SoundCloud and look me up? And I don't know if you will. Because not getting episodes for two months, nobody told me. Nobody wrote me and said, hey, I haven't seen an episode in a week or two or three. It was after a while, somebody said, I don't think I've seen one in two months. And then I asked other people and they said, yeah, same here. So, yeah, so the show is ending. There's now this body of teachings about all these metaphysical, spiritual things that I do in the archive. And, uh, you know, people can opt into that, but the show's coming to an end. And um, that's, that's kind of hard for my 10th house, second house self. You know, I've thought about other podcasters who, um, who have podcasts for years. They don't have their feed break. They don't have manual error problems that prevent people from getting episodes for two months. And so I was actually, for a few weeks, really kind of angry that, that I'm special in that regard. Like, that I have to have that experience. But, you know, as I'm talking today about the Uranus opposition, I really get that I haven't been fully Uranian, and now with the Uranus opposition, I have to start figuring out what it means to do it. And being authentic, telling you the truth, and getting rid of the energy of advertising is how to do it. With the new podcast on SoundCloud, I will be asking for your support because I won't be able to do it without your support. I've somehow managed to pull thousands of rabbits out of hats over the last three years to make this happen, even when I ask for support and it doesn't come in. I will be asking for support. Like I will be telling you, look, you're my partner in this. And you have the option of responding or not if you appreciate the material. But I'm going to do everything I can to speak the truth about whatever it is. Tonight's show, for example, almost was about immigration and the collective soul. The evolution, the, the evolution, uh, evolutionary growing pains we're going through right now with these immigration issues in many parts of the world. And I want to talk about the collective soul and what it's learning, what all that is, is learning and experiencing through having these masses of people fleeing terrible situations where they are and going elsewhere, typically to Western developed countries. been hearing a lot of stories about um, the community, the camp, I can't remember what it's called, in uh, Calais, northern France, all these different people from all over who are gathered there in the hopes of getting to the United Kingdom. And it's a big refugee camp in northern France. It's a a huge thing. And also the island of Kos or Kos in uh, Greece with Turks and other people coming. And elsewhere, it's all over. People leaving Syria. You know, Lebanon is 20 to 30 to 40 percent Syrian right now. I can't remember the number, but it's ridiculously high because of uh, because of the civil war, because of the the terrible things going on there. So I wanted to talk about that. and so that kind of thing, you know, telling the truth from the soul's point of view, from the Ascended Master and Archangel's point of view, from the soul's point of view, will be part of the new podcast. And uh, I'm going to do what I can to speak the truth 
without telling you that you should buy stuff. And you can opt in to do that if you want. I'll be telling you what I offer, but it's a different energy. I'm even right now invited to do a uh, telesummit, which is where a person or persons organize a bunch of people to teach, and they set it up on certain days. I've done two of them in the past, uh, and they've been good experiences. Um, but since I'm hyped up now on this this uh, adver- advertising allergy kind of thing, this Uranian allergy, um, all the communications about it are turning me off. And some of the terms in the contract about how many times you email your email list, for example, turn me off. Like, you know, and I was talking to my girlfriend today, and I said, how, you know, I was explaining this, and she said, yeah, this is your conundrum. How Uranian can you afford to be? Because you're going to reach people if you do that class. But if you feel like you're violating a, one of your principles or something, then, of course, you can't do it. So I'm currently working on ways to reach people authentically without advertising speak and that energy of, you're supposed to want this. So wish me well with that, because that's kind of hard. Tenth house conditioning for me is part, part you know, it involves marketing. My second house self has created so many tools that you can use to transform that the 10th the house self then takes over and says, yeah, let me tell people about it. And so at some point, my blog posts became advertisements. And I realized the other day, I don't blog that much about astrology anymore. Because I'm doing the show, and then I have to promote the show and promote all the other things. So I'm in this definite upheaval and this change and things are going to be different. Things are things are definitely changing. And it's a metaphysical haircut. An energetic, not a metaphysical, an energetic haircut. And to start over with something new. Yeah, there's a vitriol in that uh, other MP3. And... Uh, I think, you know, when you get really frustrated, that one I I did the other day, the rant, I think um, it's easy when you're really angry to, and everybody knows this, right, (laughs) to say things that you might not want to own later, right? So, you know, and and I do what I can to watch what I say and watch, and and most of the time I watch the vibration of what I say, but but I try to comport myself in a way that does not require apology later. And that's one of my Libran things. So I watch myself constantly and how I interact with people, do everything I can so I don't have to apologize later. Meaning, I will make a choice in the moment that might not express fully what I'm really thinking so that I don't have to deal later with having to apologize because somebody is hurt or I've done damage. So I've done what I can not to do damage. And in that MP3, I think I don't follow that rule because I was just so lit up with this this uh, reaction to the marketing speak. Should you want to take my class? What, what, am I, I going to tell you you should want it? You know, let me tell you what it's about and then you can decide that. And I'm going to tell you once. This is another thing about the email marketing, about the email list. 
um, I don't cultivate my email list because I don't pound them. I don't write them three times a week. I don't write them most often is twice a month. I think once I did three times in a month because a last minute thing came up. But I don't, like I'll say to you, hey, this is going on. I don't remind you later. I'm not going to tell you five times because I'm living in a world in which I'm responsible for my calendar. I'm responsible for making decisions about what I like and don't like. And you are too. And I'm living in a world in which I expect you to as well. Like there were three people who signed up um, for my subscription service last month uh, and they paid the first month. And then after you, if you like that, then you can sign up to do a monthly thing and it's an, a, an automatic payment system through PayPal. And um, I said to them when they signed up, hey, if you like this around the 15th of next month, click the other link on that page and you can sign up monthly. And they haven't. And I realized that, well, then maybe they just don't want to. But I also realized that maybe they think I'm going to remind them because everybody reminds everybody about everything, which is why using email is so expletive and annoying because everybody is constantly reminding you about things because everyone is marketing so much that nobody can keep track of anything. So my Uranian challenge is, again, only email when you have something to say. Only speak when you have something to say, which is how I've endeavored to do my email list. But I'm not going to write them three times in a week, even when I have an event coming up. I'm not going to do it. And if they forget or they perceive they need a reminder, that's fine. I'm Uranus. I'm already moving on. Like, I'm already in the future doing the next thing. And when I, and I, so I live in a way that endeavors to pay attention to what I want to note, what I want to act on. So what I'm talking about with this marketing stuff is getting to the place where you limit what's coming into you, you limit your exposure so you can stay sane and monitor the vibrations that work for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm speaking to the choir or if I'm speaking a different language. I don't quite know. But um, this is a challenge that we all have now. And you have the opportunity to choose how you're going to interface. Like I'm stopping listening to my favorite podcast of all time because in addition to two commercials during this hour, there are now three or four suggestions of other podcasts. And, and no, absolutely not. Uh, I did write the producers a few months ago with that and I didn't hear anything back, of course. And and uh, so, okay, great. Then uh, because I, my attention, my consciousness is mine. And this is one of the single greatest acts of embracing power that a person in the modern age, in our 2015, can do. No, no, no. My mind is for me. My consciousness is for me. My choices are mine. All of this distraction is no longer for me because I have stuff to do. I want to do things. I want to accomplish things. I want a certain quality of life. My time and energy matter. It's not about what I should want. It's not about what I should be, which is what advertising is about. No. No more. 
It's about who I really am. So you're hearing this, right, at the height of my Uranus opposition. Richard Tarnas uh, considers that Uranus should perhaps instead be called Prometheus. And I feel that. I, I feel that, that, uh, that resonance. I feel a resonance with that idea. Prometheus is the uh, demigod who stole fire from the gods and brought it to humanity and then was perpetually punished. And uh, Prometheus is like the one who delivers the truth, fire being light, which is truth. So your Uranus, my Uranus, lots of us do a bored thing. We get bored. We let things get stale. But there's a spirit of Prometheus in every Uranus, every Uranus placement. Let me go nab the truth from the middle of the noise. Or let me go nab the truth from the ethers. Let me bring it down and interrupt this miasma of nonsense you're surrounded by. Here is fire. Fire is going to change your life. And so I feel rather Promethean at the moment. And like I said, 10th house, 2nd house selves, it's going to be hard to stay focused. But I'm not going to produce an episode of a new podcast unless I have something to say. If you follow me on SoundCloud.com, you're going to be notified of new episodes. But otherwise, you may not hear about them from me so much. Because I'm getting tired of marketing things as if I'm running a business and not being Prometheus. So we're coming up on the end of the show, which is not about my business, apparently. I actually got to the place last week where I was frustrated before I could find some peace and, and truth and all this stuff, where I said, look, if I'm not running a business, then I shouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> I was like, look, Metatron, spirit guide, look. Uh, and then I kind of laughed about it. Uh, but anyway, so this is the uh, this is coming to the end. I, I, uh, I value your participation and your feedback, and thank you for your time and energy about the show. And I hope that 142 episodes have been uh, useful to you. And again, you can get those through the archive on my site. And uh, uh, and if you want to follow me on social media, you'll be able to keep up with what I'm doing on a regular basis, uh, including the new Pluto and Virgo generation group in Facebook, by the way, celebrating Jupiter's transit through there. I'm going to be doing some educational outreach things in that group, and I encourage you to uh, to do that. So go to soundcloud.com and look up Tom Jacobs Astrology and you'll see my grinning face. And at at present, there are four files up there and that's where I'm going to be. That's where I'm going to be. Thanks again. Take care and be well.